Hello and welcome to the Blessed Life Podcast, where we walk together into the promises of Jesus Christ. Thanks for listening today. My name is Eric. I'm the discipleship pastor here at New Life Lutheran Church. We're continuing our series, Habits of a Disciple. The last several weeks, we've been discussing all the different things that we do as disciples. We first started talking about what disciples do, and that is they learn. They learn from their master, and they are apprenticed to this master. As Christians, our master is Jesus, and so we are apprenticed to him, and we learn from him. Then we talked about the various ways that we learn from him, scripture, prayer, worship, and the like. And today we are continuing our conversation and moving into this new new, new space of discipleship. Not so much dealing with how we interact with Jesus or how we follow Jesus, but how that changes the way that we operate in our world. You see, there are two directions to life. There is the vertical direction and the horizontal direction. The vertical direction is our relationship with God. The horizontal direction is our relationship with other people. The great thing about the Christian faith is that the vertical direction is God's deal. He's the one who, he, he saves us, he gives us his grace, he gives us new life, he brings us into his kingdom, and he makes us new creatures. There is nothing that we can do to change the way that he thinks about us. He loves us, he forgives us, and we have faith in his grace and his promises to us. The vertical direction of our life is taken care of by God, and we get to enjoy and benefit from this relationship with him by the Holy Spirit. The second direction of our life is the horizontal direction, where we deal with other people. This is the realm that we do have some, some form of freedom. We do have some form of control over how we interact with others. And much of our life as Christians is learning how to become more gracious and loving in our interactions with other people. In fact, much of discipleship is thinking through and pondering our relationship with others and how we can best love and serve those around us. This distinction between the vertical and the horizontal is so important that Martin Luther, back in the Reformation, he said that this is our theology. When he was talking about the evangelical churches, the Lutheran churches of the day, he said this two kinds of righteousness, this two directions of life, is our theology. It's the thing that makes the Reformation, the Protestants, the evangelicals, distinct from the Roman Catholics at the time. And now we are moving into the second direction, the horizontal direction. And we are going to explore various ways that we can learn to love others better. And we're going to start this conversation by discussing what's called vocation. Vocation. Now the word vocation simply means calling. Oftentimes we think of vocation as in vocational schools or vocational works, where people might go to a school to be a mechanic or a welder or something of the like. And this is pretty close to how the scriptures talk about vocations. Vocations are things, trades, or skills that you are called into and apprenticed into. So for the Christian then, part of our vocation is being a disciple, is following Jesus and learning about his grace and living in his grace. But our vocation is not just our work. In fact, we are called into lots of different spaces. We are called into lots of different places to love God and to serve our neighbors. I like to call these things spheres of influence. That's a phrase you probably have heard of before. 
So I like that phrase, sphere of influence, because it is an area that we have influence in, an area that we have freedom to operate in. And we have five main spheres of influence in our life as Christians. The first one is the church, participating in a local congregation. The second is the family. The third is our workplace. The fourth is our neighborhood. And the fifth is the rest of our community. Jesus calls us to love him and to serve our neighbors in these places. And I have these places in descending order of importance. The first thing that we ought to do is be part of a local church. The church needs to be the organizing principle of our life because the church is the place that God has given us to hear his word, to worship with other believers, and to interact with other believers. So we participate in a local congregation by worshiping there, by listening to a pastor there, by serving there in various places like the kids ministry and the youth ministry, by serving in life groups as life group leaders in the praise band and all those areas are places that we can serve and help other people in our church. We participate in a church because we are called to be with one another as Christians. We are called to gather together on a regular basis and the church is our family. It is our primary family, the family of Christ. After the church then is our biological family, our spouse, our kids, our extended family, and so on. We oftentimes hear about loving our neighbors. Loving your neighbor as yourself is a phrase that gets tossed around a lot, both in the church and outside of the church. And our closest neighbor is the neighbor that sleeps in our bed with us, our spouse. So after the church, then our spouse is the closest neighbor that we are called to love, to serve them, to care for them, to uplift them and encourage them, to help them grow in their faith and grow in Christ. And then our next closest neighbor is any children that we might have. We are called to love and to serve them, to help them grow in Christ as well. And that goes on to our extended family and beyond. The family is the second place that we engage in this vocation, this calling to love and to serve our neighbors. Next, we have our workplace. Other than our church and our family, this is where we spend the most time with others is our workplace. If you have a nine to five, that means that you spend eight or so hours a day with people in your office or in your building or on your crew. That means that you spend a quarter of your day with other with these people. You spend a quarter of your day with these people and you have interactions with them and you build relationships with them and you make friendships with them. So it's vitally important that we understand that this work, our workplace, is in fact a place where the gospel can and ought to be preached and lived out. So we are called to love and to serve our coworkers, to not be bitter toward them, to not be bitter about them, but instead to treat them with respect and to serve them and to make sure their needs are met and to proclaim the gospel to them as much as we can. You see, our church and our family generally are the places where we have the same values and believe the same things. But work is the place where we begin to interact with people who do not share our values. So this is when we begin the work of proclaiming Jesus. This is when we begin the work of inviting people to know Jesus. 
So sharpening our skills and sharpening our knowledge on how God works and how God has worked in us will help us better witness to others about what Jesus has done for us. Part of our work, part of our workplace vocation is to love and serve our coworkers and proclaim the gospel to them. Then we move on to the neighborhood. The neighborhood is where our next closest neighbors are, our actual next door neighbors. We are called to love and serve these people because our neighborhood is the place where we live and we inhabit and we benefit when our neighborhood is better and our neighbors benefit when our neighborhood is better. So I think that we are called to participate in as much neighborly activities as we can to invite our neighbors over to our house for meals and for parties and for football games, to have block parties on our block, to interact with our neighbors, to, to do the work of uh, Halloween and enjoy celebrating Halloween with our neighbors by passing out candy and having our kids go to our neighbor's house. We participate in these neighborly activities to interact with and to love and to serve our neighbors. And again, this is the place where people will have different values from us. So we do the work of proclaiming Jesus in these areas as well. Our neighborhoods are great places for us to serve people and love people by making them meals and by writing them cards, by making them plates of cookies, by celebrating the birth of new children or mourning the death of loved ones. Neighborhoods are a place that we can do all of this work with people who may or may not know Jesus. And we get to proclaim Jesus through all of it. Finally, we have our wider community. We are called to participate in our community and make it a better place. So this is participation in local government, school boards, and those kinds of things. We are called to take part as much as we can in the community by attending festivals and parades, by mourning with those who are mourning, by celebrating with those who are celebrating, by actively participating in our community through these um, boards, through the government, through uh, community gardens, these types of things, these are the ways that we can participate in our wider community. We have these five spheres of influence, our church, our family, our work, our neighborhood, and our community. And when we are transformed by the gospel, when we are brought into this new life as new creatures, then we are sent out into our world to serve our neighbors, to serve our neighbors in our church, in our family, in our work, in our neighborhood, and in our community. Much of what we see in scripture is designed to help us walk in wisdom and how to deal wisely and lovingly with those around us. Much of the work of the disciple is growing and developing and growing in grace and developing in love to become more gracious and patient, to become more loving toward other people because it's really difficult to be gracious and loving to other people but we are called to do it and the fruits of our discipleship all the fruits of the spirit that we see the love joy peace patience kindness goodness and all of them they benefit our neighbor because my wife could use me being more gracious and more loving being more faithful and more true and more honest my wife benefits when I grow in grace. My wife benefits when I grow in Jesus. My children benefit when I grow in Jesus. 
My church benefits when I grow in Jesus. My workplace does. My neighborhood does. My community does. Our neighbors, the people that we interact with day to day, they could use us being more like Jesus. And so we walk in faith and we grow and we develop and we are built up into maturity to love and serve our neighbors. Thanks so much for listening today. Have a great week and God bless.